Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello, this is Dr. Joe Beam with Marriage Helper, and welcome to our live program here on Facebook, where we do the best we can to answer whatever questions that you have about relationships, and we're glad to interact with you about that. You can get on with us by calling the telephone number 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, if you want to talk to us on the air, because you see, you can call that number and just listen, if you will. But if you want to talk to us and, and interact with us, then whenever you call that number and you hear the answer, press the number one. And when you press the number one, that puts you in the queue. And then our screener will check with you, and we'll do our best to get to you and try to interact with you. Now, Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, our fearless leader, is with me today on the program. And she just was telling me just before we go on the air about a brand new thing we're doing that I had no idea what it was. we is broad. Okay. (laughs) Explain it, please. Yeah. So you were speaking all weekend. You were out in Texas. I was in Dallas. Yes. Actually, Garland, Texas. Very fun. Um, And yeah, so we have started a group by we, I really mean me, have started a group for- So that's called the royal we. What? The royal way <laughs> is how queens and kings speak. We, oh, yes. like we are so not they make amused. it. They make no, it sound no. like it's like they've taken everyone's opinion in when right, really. Right. When really okay, so you started a, what, a special Facebook group? Yes, there's a special Facebook group, and I'm really excited about it. It actually came from uh, some brainstorming that was happening inside of our Save My Marriage course secret group where people were really excited about starting their pies for the month of July. Okay, for those that don't yeah. know what that means. If you're, if you're new to the community and you're thinking, oh, we it's like a baking competition, that would be fun, but no, it is not a baking competition. Pies is what we teach about here at Marriage helper that has to do with the four different types of attraction, the four sets, subsets of attraction that make up how attractive a person is. So it's the physical component, the intellectual, the emotional, and the spiritual. And that acronym smell, spells pies. And so it's, it's really caught on in the marriage helper community that people are always working on their pies. It's something we're always excited about and that we encourage people to do because no matter what stage or state your marriage is in, the best thing that you can always do is to work on you and to work on your pies. So physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, pies. Yeah. Have you cleared this for the person that holds the copyright to that? This is literally what we were just talking about before uh-huh. we went live. And I was going to offer you a hefty sum of money or cookies in order <laughs> to maybe get the copyright for you know, that. Uh, you know that we don't have money. So cookies, I'll go for cookies. Yeah. And pies. I'll make you pies. So physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. Just one other thing, though, because you mentioned you said people in our Save My Marriage secret group. You, mm-hmm. you need to take 20 seconds to explain to people what that is. Okay, so that's a course that we offer uh, a few times throughout the year for people who are specifically wanting to save their marriage when their spouse wants out. And uh, that course is not open right now. It'll be opening again for its next round in a couple of weeks. But that's just where the idea originated. So if you want more information about that, you can you can call our office or go online to find out more about the Save My Marriage course. But this is completely different. So what happened was people started talking about focusing on their pies for the month of July. And one person in that group started a hashtag July is for pies, which I saw and loved. And so I just love the idea of it. I love the pies. I love, I mean, personally in my own life, in, in my years of uh, being in school and out of school, I've loved doing my own research about health, wellness, Um, all of the aspects of what makes you a healthy human being. But then in my own life and in my own marriage, working on my own pies has made all of the difference in the world. And so I started a Facebook group for the month of July. So if you're listening to this in September, you're not going to be able to join the group or maybe even find it. Uh, But for this month, so how do they find it now? On Facebook. So you go on Facebook and you can join it. It's completely free and it's open to everyone who wants to be a part of it. Um, you do have to act to request to join it. And if there's any, you know, but how do you find it on Facebook? So you type in Jesse's put it up on the screen right now. 
It's hashtag July is for pies, all one word. But you have to have the hashtag. You have to have the hashtag. When you go to the search. July is for pies, all one word. Okay. So you can go and you can find it and you can join. And when you join, the uh, today is July 1st. And so yesterday, what we were talking about was preparing for what your goal is for the month of July. But today, make a goal for your pies. It's not too late to start just because it's the 1st of July. So make the goal. That's what we're going to be helping work through throughout the month of July. And each week I'm breaking it down into like, so week one, we'll be talking all about the physical aspect and I'll be sharing tips and resources and some things that I've done and some things that have worked for other people. And we'll focus on each aspect of that over the month of July. I'm really excited about it. Everyone in the room was giving me a hard time before we started today, uh-huh. but it's going to be fun. It's because none of them are doing the whole 30. But it's really about relationships. Although it's yes. also about you understand that it's not something you do just so you can attract other people. That's not the only purpose. It's primarily for you. It helps you become the best person that you can possibly be. Yeah. That's what the concept of pies is, mm-hmm. but it also makes you more attractive. Now think about this. You might be thinking, well, what if I think I'm a five on a scale of one to 10 and all the women around me or men around me are sevens and eights and I can't compete. Pies helps you understand that you can become attractive even if you're not as physically attractive as they are. Now, mm-hmm. You're probably more attractive than you think you are. But even as you're, if you're not as physically attractive as you think you are, uh, the pies using all four of those things actually makes you extremely attractive to other people. Now, it's really for you and about you, but if it comes to relationships, it's also very applicable directly there because it, it attracts other people, right? Well, yeah, and not only that, when we start talking, if, when we break away from that physical aspect of it, then, and we start talking about the intellectual, the, the, the emotional, the spiritual, mm-hmm. the working on your pies changes you. It calms you down. It makes you to where you are better able to handle stressful situations, fights with your spouse, whatever that might look like. Because you're focusing on becoming the best you that you can be. Okay. So hashtag. July is for pies. And that's on Facebook. That's how they find it. And they apply. And uh, they can get into the group that way. right? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun. It's going to be a fun month. I'm excited about it. (laughs) I can tell. Okay. We have a lot of callers out here waiting on us. And the first one is Jeremy, all the way from Australia. Hi, Jeremy. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. How can we help you today, my friend? Oh, so I've uh, obviously been listening to your show for a while and thought I'd um, get up in the crack of dawn and give you guys a call. So <laughs> okay. you've been married for 17 Yeah, no, I've been married for 17 years. Oh, well, together 17 years, married 12 years this last January. Have a beautiful three-year-old girl, separated mm-hmm. about three and a half years. Um, so we were on or off in the first year, and that, that was going quite well. And then sadly, I, the worst part of me came out. Um, after the first year of um, separation, I, I ended the relationship in a therapy session. It's a huge regret in my life. Mm. And then about three months later, I had a divorce application in. I had a huge change of heart, not, like nothing I'd ever felt before. And I've mm-hmm. been standing uh, for most of that time. There was an intense limits relationship, but that obviously fizzled out. Thanks to the help from your show, I was able to stand strong. So thank you very much. Mm. Good. Um, thank and you. I for, I've forgiven her in my heart. Oh, most welcome. I've forgiven her in my heart. I'm asked her for forgiveness and that's going well. In those last two years, a lot of ambivalence and sadly, um, as a last-ditch effort to get through that ambivalence, a um, fourth divorce application has gone through. Now, the first three before that have been pulled. We have a hearing date on the 24th of July. Since I received that hearing date, I've initiated smart contact. It really has helped an awful mm-hmm. lot. Um, we're getting Good. on much better than we ever have in those last two years. Lots of active mm-hmm. service and quality time. She's responding really well. We're seeing doing family night every night, connecting mm-hmm. really well. Even even though she considers herself to be now agnostic, I'm practicing Catholic. She actually came to church with me on Sunday night at a church event. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've yeah, we've acknowledged we're very important to each other. Um, Great. She, last so how how may we help you? Appreciate our friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, what can we do for, for you that. right now? Um, well, but, well, basically, my first question is: um, should, We've mentioned the court hearing date, and I've and she said I need time to tell you how to answer that question. So, I'm wondering whether I should tell her that I still love her and I want to make it right, and also, how do you feel the trajectory is going, considering what I've told you? Thanks. 
So let me make sure I understand. Are you asking if you, at this point, before the court hearing date happens in a few weeks, should reinstate to her how you love her, you want to make it work? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Do you think she doesn't know that right now? Uh, I haven't told her verbally, but obviously through my actions, certainly she would know know that. Okay. And the second part of the question was, oh, how do we feel the trajectory of it is going right now? That's right. I mean, it's from the things that you're saying, it sounds like things are going well. So at this point, what's making you think that you need to reiterate your feelings for her again? Do you think that that she's thinking that this is just going well and y'all are going to be friends or where, where's your concern coming up in this? Um, I guess last night it was challenging sort of to, to hear that she really appreciates the friendship. And I, I, I don't do well with uncertainty. And I sort of told her last night, I said, there's a lot of, just a lot of uncertainty mm. in my life. And she acknowledged that. So for me, I just, I just don't know where it's going. So I guess that's why. I'm mm-hmm. Okay. So I, maybe a different way I've to ask that question of, is yeah. what, what is it that you hope to accomplish? If you tell her that, what are you expecting or hoping that to accomplish if you tell her? Um, just, just for her to know my motives, I, it's like to, 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 to sort of lay things clearly on the table and just sort of have clarity around everything. It's okay. If that's what your clarity. goal is, if your goal is just that, I just want to make sure she knows, I just want mm-hmm. to tell her I feel better if I do then tell her. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't make a big deal out of it, like, you know, production. But if, if your goal is you just want to make sure she knows that you feel that, then that's fine. If your goal is, well, if I tell her that, then she's going to do this or going to do that, then you might want to stop and think it through. Mm-hmm. Like, is that really going to lead to that or not? But if your goal really is, I just want to affirm my love for her. If that's your goal, mm-hmm. fine. If you're expecting to accomplish something different than that, then you look at it a little bit differently. Now, mm-hmm. and I'm with Kimberly, based on what you're saying, it sounds like things are going good in a sense. And I realize that things are coming up, but please don't panic. Uh, I don't know exactly how it is in Australia. Sure. I did get my PhD. I did get my PhD there at the University of Sydney, but I don't know a lot about the culture mm-hmm. of Australia. Uh, yeah, I really did. They, um, but the thing is, at least here, and I hope it's the same thing there, that if it does actually lead to divorce, then that doesn't necessarily mean it's over. You've got this beautiful three-year-old. You've got interaction with each other. You're doing smart contact. Mm-hmm. She's gone to, to a church event with you. Mm-hmm. And, and so don't panic. Don't panic if the divorce actually occurs because, I mean, we hope it doesn't just like you. We don't want it to. But if it does, it doesn't sure. mean that everything is over. You just keep doing the smart contact, still be the best you you can be, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and because you will have interaction because of that beautiful three-year-old, you still have a possibility of putting that back together, even if it does go to divorce. Would you agree or disagree with that, Kimberly? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I agree. I, mm. Well, obviously, okay. I'm, I'm right around the corner, so I'm very local as well. So, Good. And I guess Good. in terms of developing a relationship away from the friendship, that just takes time. I have your book on order, so I can read that about the oh, art of falling in love. So. Good. Well, patience is a key here, my friend. Patience is a big, strong key Mm. here. But it sounds to me like that you're headed in the right direction. And just as best you can, be as patient as you can. And and we hope that everything works out for you really well. We're going over to Andrea, who's in California. And and she's saying, okay, what are you saying, Andrea? I'll let you ask the question rather than me asking it for you. How about that? Are you there? Andrea? Oh, hello. Can you hear us, Andrea? Okay, okay, how may we help you today? Thank you. I, um, uh, I'll try to be very short. Um, my husband, I found out that my husband was having an affair two months ago, and mm. he was ready to leave, but um, we went on vacation. It was a planned vacation months ago, and, uh, and we he realized that he didn't really want to leave, but he could not leave that other woman, um, that he had to find closure. Um, mm-hmm. So for the past month, he's been seeing her on and off, and I try not to lose my temper. You know, I was just, uh, I was listening to your program and all your videos. Uh, well, now he's back. He broke up with her, but they still work together. And um, I know they have to see each other, so I'm not sure what should I do for now, just 
keep him safe or try to take him to therapy. Now, did you say that what are the reasons that they still have to see each other? Did you say they work together? They work together, yes. Do they? How closely do they work together? Um, they are in the same office um, once a week. Okay, but other, but that's really the only time that they have to see each other. Yes. How transparent is your husband being at this point? Um, he doesn't say much. He say that he has cut off contact with her, but I th- mm-hmm. I think you know I. I can tell that sometimes they talk, they text each other. How do you know? Uh, um, because the other day I was, we were looking at his phone and I saw a text from her coming in. Okay, um, so you saw a text I, from I, her. I, Have you seen any text from him, him to her? Uh, no. Okay, so the fact that, okay, you know that she texted him, but you don't know that they're texting each other because you don't know if he's texting back, correct? Right? Uh Yes, yes, I am assuming, <laughs> yes. Okay, right. And I can understand that assumption. Mm-hmm. And so your question specifically is what? Uh, what can I do so he can feel that it's okay to come home, but also at the same time try not to push him, you know, to make a decision. You know, you leave her now for good or or, you know, or, okay, or, so or the I affair isn't over yet. So. Oh, the affair is not over. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. So is the affair over or not? He says it is over. Okay. I am not sure about it. Okay. Okay. I mean, the ideal situation here would be if he's saying it's over, that you would just respond back and say, "I let's make this work come back home. I mean, that's, that's, and then from there you would start implementing um, accountability measures that you put in place where you would be able to have access to his phone. He would be transparent with you, but the more, the, the more, and that's originally what I thought you were saying, but the more we ask, it sounds like maybe you're not quite at that point yet. And at this point you're still separated and you just want to let him know that he's even welcome to come back home so that hopefully the affair will be over and you can work on this and, and make it come together. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes. I mean, I think it has to start with, he needs to know that mm-hmm. first of all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'll state that. And then just, uh, what would be the accountability measures? Uh, you, you mentioned the phone, having access to his phone or his, so that's that something, something that you, that, the or... both of you would have to work out together. So in an ideal, in, in the, when a couple is to the point of reconciling, which you may or may not be there yet right now, um, but when a couple is to the point of reconciling, then that is where if the affair is over, the husband and the wife are both, you know, willing to make things work, then you together would decide on account- accountability measures to put in place. Something like, Um, the person who was the offending spouse, the person who had the affair would Mm -hmm. an account and in order to gain trust back in order to be transparent and and vulnerable at that point, one solution would be that they give you their phone password. They give you their email address, password, um, things like that, but they have to be on board with this. It's something that the two of you would do together for a period of time in order for trust to be rebuilt. And that's the whole point of it. It's for a period of time, for trust to be rebuilt. Now, if the spouse who's had the affair is not to the point of being willing to give that kind of information yet, or to let the, you know, in this case, you uh, look into their phone records, their email address, then you're not quite to the point of reconciliation. And if you try to go in and look at those things without Mm -hmm. their permission, it's going to make things worse. And so if that's where you are now, where you're saying he's not letting me have access to those things, to the email address, whatever else, then, then at this point, you still need to be working on getting to the point of being able to reconcile. So what that looks like maybe for you is, mm-hmm. um, you know, reaching out to him. And, and I don't know how much you know about what we teach at Marital, right? I don't know if you're implementing the smart contact or things like that. But um, 
you know, I would, I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel and look at those videos because that's a lot of information I can't give you right now in, in this okay. setting. Um, but mm-hmm. I would encourage you to, to start working on yourself, to implement the smart contact and to say to him, I, I know that, that this has been going on with you. I know that you've had the affair and I'm willing to make this work when you get to the point of wanting, of, I mean, I'm wanting to make it work. I'm willing to forgive the affair. Um, I'm willing for you to come back home and for us to look like what it can be to move forward. But I would think you would need to take the step here and that to let him know that if he doesn't know that, would you have anything to add Joe? No, I think you did an excellent job with that. I know it's a tough place to be, mm-hmm. but it's a place that you can get to. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Now we're moving on to uh, Julian in Illinois. Julian, can you hear us? Yes, I can. How can we help you today, Julian? Julian, are you there? Hi there. Yes, hi there. Sorry. Hi. So um, yeah. I, I've been, hi, hi, good afternoon. Um, I've been working with uh, Amber a little bit and uh, trying to get, was trying to get my uh, uh, wife there uh, together before the divorce occurred. And um, so we got divorced beginning of April. We have uh, two young daughters. We've been in pretty constant contact with the girls and uh, she's bought a house, moved on. Uh, to that, and I'm trying to get closer to that neighborhood, which is, you know, a couple miles away, so we're close to the school, and the girls are closer mm-hmm. between us, um, but I've expressed to her, you know, that my desire to um, uh, try to reunite the family and try to work on the relationship, and um, she's been pretty adamant that, you know, it's over, and that we need to move forward, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think she lost... Uh, attraction and feelings several years back and I think things kind of uh progressed in a in a negative way in the last few years. Um mm-hmm. and then she had an emotional emotional affair which she said, you know, she was in, in love with this uh individual and it was her yeah, when customer. Did ha- when did that happen? When uh, did that occur? Uh she said it started last April, like uh March, April and, of seventeen, and, maybe and when February, did it March. End? And when did I it don't end? know that it did necessarily end. She said that last summer, uh, roughly a year year ago, we were in counseling, and she told him um, that you know she can't continue this, that she doesn't want to jeopardize her marriage, and that you know that they was, have to be friends. So, that was a year yeah, ago. Yeah, years ago. So I guess they, they, All right. So here's my question: I'm trying to find out, like, Julian, is we, this the we, question I'm asking you is if she's being pushed out by something that you're doing, or she's being pulled out by some other situation? If you're going to guess between, I'm not, yeah, she, I'm not saying that you're perfect, but which do you think is the more powerful here for her wanting to be gone I, I, and this to be over? You pushing her out or I, something pulling yeah, her? Yeah, I think I definitely pushed. I definitely pushed her away. Okay. And and uh, so are you pushing her now? You know, I was kind of out of desperate. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you're pushing her now, how are yeah. you pushing her now? How you're doing that? Um, I mean, I, initially the thought was that we wanted to be friends and be amicable and you know she was saying as we were going through the divorce that you know we could be best friends and you know we could do things together as a family and you know you and I could be close and what right so how are you pushing her how are you pushing her now um I mean I'm contacting her a lot or sending her messages or trying to make and and she's reacting negatively to that with her Uh, she's she's reacting negatively responsive yeah right Okay, here's a, a simple thing to ask yourself, not me to ask you, but you to ask yourself. If I'm continuing to try to contact her and I find that it irritates her or that sometimes she's not going to respond, then wouldn't you be asking yourself the question, is this accomplishing what I think it is? In other words, yeah. you just said what I'm trying to do is to reconnect, but you also just said what you're doing continues to push her away. Therefore, yeah. what you're doing is not smart, right? Right. Yeah. So. Have, um, are you familiar with our concept of smart contact at all? Uh, yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Um, I've, okay. yeah, I've seen the videos and I had some of the material with through Amber and it's just about okay. being able to implement it and be consistent, which sometimes I struggle okay. with. No, everybody, everybody struggles with consistency. So welcome to the human race. But, but here's what I want you to think about my friend. And, and it's going to sound ridiculous when I first say it, but please hear it all. 
the worst thing you can do in trying to save a marriage is to focus on saving the marriage. What I mean by that is if you get so focused on that one thought, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do that because somehow I've got to make this happen, then inevitably you wind up making poor decisions and inevitably you wind up doing things that actually pushes the person further away. Now, I know Mm -hmm. that it's extremely important to you to save the marriage. I'm on your side. That's good. But if you focus just on that, it leads you to do the wrong things. Therefore, focus on how can I become the best that I can be and a person to whom she would be attracted. If if the things I'm doing are pushing her away, then I'm not attractive. And so I'm going to work on myself, as Kimberly talked about earlier, the P-I-E-S, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. I'm going to stop doing anything that pushes her away. Because what we do in our desperation, my friend, is when we see it pushing them away, rather than stopping it, We do more of it, thinking, I think maybe I'm still doing the right thing. I'm just not doing it the right way, or I'm not doing it enough. Therefore, I'm going to try it this way or this way or try it more, and somehow then it's going to work. And we do that because we're so much in love, and we desperately don't want to lose this person that we love. And so the motivations are good, but the actions wind up being destructive. And so if at all possible, you can kind of calm down, be patient, and go, okay, I'm going to work on me. I'm going to be the best I can. And I'm going to practice smart contact. And and I'm not going to let, when I get into a panic mode, I'm not going to let that lead me to do something that I ultimately know is going to push her away, which is what I'm thinking you're telling me, that you do well, and then you kind of get overwhelmed with this, and then you push, and she moves away further. And so the point would yeah. be to get calm as much as you can. I know I know this is hard. And, and this consistently consistency, the thing to to think about is this, what results is this going to have if I do what I'm about to do? And then if you got somebody or somewhere that can help you, it's like, Hey, I need somebody to meet me for coffee somewhere because I'm about to do this or do this. And I know intellectually it's going to push her away, but my heart's pushing me to do it because I love her so much. If you can just find somebody to go to coffee with and sit there and talk for a while so you can get past that because you're not going to get her back by pushing her away. Where you're going to get her back, if you ever get her back, and we hope and pray you do, is going to be to attract her back. And you attract her by the pies, but you also talk about you you become the safe place, you listen, all those kinds of things. And so what I'm hearing, and maybe I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is panic, my friend. And panic panic is going to mess you up, right? Um, She did promise that she would come to the seminar and uh, awesome. Nashville with me, um, but she says I don't know when, and I don't think now is the time. And, um, so I guess in the meantime, maybe I should give her some space. Maybe I should do some no contact, or mm-hmm. you know. And I, we don't advocate no contact. We advocate mm-hmm. smart contact. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between the two, but, but uh, smart yeah. contact, yeah. But don't push her too much to come to the workshop. Just become more and more attractive, my friend, by working on yourself, mm-hmm. being that safe place, listening. And, and then if she starts feeling a relief of that pressure from you, mm-hmm. that's when she's much more likely to come to the workshop. And if she comes to the workshop, our experts are really good at what they do. We cannot promise it'll fix your marriage, but the odds are yeah. extremely high. And so, Kimberly, what else would you like to say to, to Julian before we leave this call? I echo everything you said. I mean, we look forward to meeting you at the workshop someday in the future, but even if you can't get her this month, next month, in the next three months, you're working slowly towards that outcome that you want. The changes that you're going to be making on you with what Joe just said, implementing that smart contact, working on you, being patient, um, that's a that's that is a skill that you're going to want to have no matter what happens. So working on it now. And after the workshop, it, it's all going to come together. Um, there's a, go up, please. No, I want this one. But there's one. The double stars is good. I don't know what the double stars mean. That's I texted why I Cassie. It. It's good. <laughs> so in other words, you and Cassie have come up with a code that nobody told me about. Cassie came up with a code, and I saw you anyway. We're yeah. having an off-screen conversation right because now. Because we're trying to know which call to go to next, and when I see certain things I don't recognize, I think, you I don't know like, what that means, yeah. I'm going to go past it. Right. Okay, so to the caller from Sweden, we're coming to you next, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to go to you now, but I'll come to you You'll next. You'll be next. Sweden, just, hold, just hold on. Okay, so this is Mike in Indiana. Is yeah. that right, Indiana? Yes, but it didn't. It didn't? It didn't work. Hi, Mike, are you? No. It still didn't work. <laughs> Let's see if we can make the equipment work now. 
Mike in Indiana, can you hear us? Yes, ma'am. How can we help you today? Well, ma'am, uh, we, six years ago, I lived like Joe. I had an affair, and it broke up my marriage because of my strong-headed will, and I never got over my ex, but my new girlfriend got over me about mm-hmm. four months ago, mm-hmm. and I went back to my wife, started talking to her on the phone, and uh, we have started uh, counseling, Christian-based counseling at a local church here, mm-hmm. and uh, Missy recommended that we attend the 911 Marriage Helpers down in Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't, logistically speaking, my wife's, my ex-wife still works. Um, mm-hmm. She can't take the time off, and, and I can take the time off, but it, it won't do me any good to come by myself, and that's what I kept no. on her. But right. uh, mm-hmm. we have started communicating so well. We sit on the weekends and we watch sure. your videos uh, on Marriage Helper, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And Good. Dr. Joe, I tell you what, you know, it, it amazes me how closely what happened to you happened to me. And if mm-hmm. I had known about you guys six years ago, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. I'd be talking to my wife. Well, and, uh, but you are talking to your wife, aren't you? I mean, you really I, are. I am. On the weekends. We communicate so well right now. It's it's just amazing, and, it, and it's because of okay. you guys. Well, thank you. Kim, are you in driving I distance? everything you put out there, too. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Kimberly's sir. Awesome. I interrupted. No, yeah, don't, don't, don't call her Kim. She gets mad. It's Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly, trust me. Kimberly, I, I apologize. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I forgive you. Yeah, fine. I'm the one that will hear about it. Okay. <laughs> so are you within driving distance of Nashville, Mike? Uh, yes, sir. We are about two and a half hours, I believe, north okay. of Nashville. And so and, uh, we do I'm assuming you're saying when your wife, and when you say your wife can't get off, does that mean that she can't take that day off with pay? Is that what you're telling me? That is correct. She, we have separate households. I, okay. I live about 35 miles from her. So okay. she's. Have you she's um, have you been talking to any of our client representatives here, Mike? Uh, not there. Um, I did have a gentleman call me from New York. I think it was. Yeah, he's one of ours. <laughs> he, he works with us. His name was uh, okay. Randy. Randy. You talked to Randy. Randy. Okay. Yes, Ra- sir. Yeah, Randy. Randy. One of ours. He works out of New York. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do, Mike, because I'm, my heart goes out to you. By the way, are you a native Indianan? No, sir, I'm not. I didn't uh, think so. Our family. <laughs> Kind of. Where are you from? We, we come from, from all originally? over the country. But yeah, well, where were you born? Originally, friend? I was actually born in Indianapolis, but oh, so I was okay. raised in Ohio, Texas, Louisiana, Colorado. And, okay. Uh, I'm hearing a mixture of accents there. That's why I was right. It sounds deep southern. I, I would have guessed yeah. Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi mm-hmm. is what I would have guessed. Mm-hmm. All right, but let me get back to this. I'm going to talk right. to uh, Randy as soon as this program goes off, Okay. I'm going to call him if I can get him. He's pretty busy, so I have to get in line to talk to him. But I'm going to call him immediately after the program's over. I've got an idea. Now, I'm not going to say it here in front of all these people that are watching and listening, but I've got an idea that I think might work for you. And and so I'm going to ask you this. First of all, I'm going to tell you I'm very happy you're making the progress Mm -hmm. you're making with your ex. Alice and I remarried. We just celebrated the 32nd anniversary of our second marriage. So I know that this is possible. Okay. I like the fact that you guys are talking, you're spending the weekend, you're inter- interacting with each other. And I know our workshop can help and I've got an idea, but again, I won't say it here. Soon as the program's over, I'm going to start cracking Randy down. So if you wait till like mid afternoon and get, could you call him this afternoon? Would that be possible? Uh, yes, sir. I, I believe I still have his email. I care. I keep everything from nine one one. Okay. It All right. Well, you call him this afternoon. If some chance, if you find that you don't have the information to call him, call our office, and and they can tell you how to call him. Okay. But if you wait till about mid afternoon to call Randy, I've got an idea, and I think I think this can help get you to the workshop. But 
I'm just going to not say here. I want you to come to the workshop. I want to meet you. I really do. I like you already. Don't you dislike this guy? I know. I'm so happy. It takes like 10 call. seconds to like you. Yeah. Okay. And, well, and we really want to help you. All right. So is that a deal? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go to the next caller. But you call me in the afternoon. You call Randy, and I will have talked to him by then, okay? By golly, I'll do her. By golly, I hope you do, my friend. I look forward to meeting you. Okay, Mike? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you and Kimberly's help. <laughs> You have been <laughs> tremendous. Both of uh, thank you, Mike. Thank, thank you, you so Mike. much. Okay. And then we're going to get into the lady from Sweden, and I don't think we're going to hear the same accent. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's not a lady. It's a guy. A guy from Sweden, right? Oh, okay. God. So pardon me uh, for calling you a woman from Sweden. It's a guy. But let's talk to somebody here from Sweden. Uh, Martin, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, How may we help you, my friend? So my question is, uh, is about limerence, uh, the situation mm-hmm. being that my, my wife is having an affair. Um, we separated. Uh, the divorce just got finalized. Uh, she now lives with the affair partner. Mm, sorry. Uh, the thing is, the affair partner is uh, an old co-worker of hers, someone she knew mm-hmm. uh, before we have even met. Um, mm. They were never in a, in a relationship back then. This was 12, 15 years ago. But she, she had a like, secret crush on him for many years, and I'm pretty certain that she was in, in limerence with him back then. Uh, they have had uh, no contact uh, as long as we were together, but he, he reappeared again about a year and a half ago. And given that I, I knew you've, you've said before that uh, usually you, you don't get uh, limerence for the same person twice, uh, and I'm pretty sure she, she is in limerence with him now uh, again. So can you... And in some sort of general sense, say anything about that situation? Do you get limerent again yeah. with someone? Sure. And what, what, what are the specific circumstances then? Uh, well, I understand that in the, in the social sciences, very few things are absolute. Like, uh, you know, we know that the research indicates statistically it doesn't happen the second time. That doesn't mean it's impossible because there's always the exceptions. But what makes you so sure it was limerence the first time? I'm not sure. Uh, definitely, I, I don't know this person. I haven't ever met him. Uh, I only knew through through uh, common we, we met at work and, and uh, other people that, mm-hmm. that worked together with uh, mm-hmm. so them knew that she mm-hmm. she had a crush so on him for, for a long time. Okay, so the first time Pardon? did they actually get involved with each other the first time, or it was just her having a crush on him? No, it, it was not really reciprocated from him. He was in another relationship. He was married, or at least in a committed relationship. Uh, so they, they never were an item. They, they never had a relationship. So it was one-sided from her, from her side. Okay, so if if it were limerence back then, it was an un, unreciprocated limerence. Is that's what I'm hearing? That yeah. It really it didn't yeah. develop into a relationship at that point. Technically, no. and, and, and we don't want to argue over semantics or words, but technically it sounds more like what's going on here is not that the first time was limerence, but a fantasy. And that she's held a fantasy over the years of what she thought it would be like. And when finally the opportunity comes along, the fantasy led into limerence, if indeed she's in limerence now, in limerence now that, that would have happened. If that's the case, Martin, and again, you know, I'm I'm guessing because I don't know your wife. But if that's the case, then the fact that she's been chasing a fantasy, at least in some part of her brain, I mean, it may not have been at the forefront by any means, but chasing a fantasy in some part of her brain for all these years. Uh, how long have they been together at this time? The affair started in fall of 2017, uh, September, October, something like that. Uh, I discovered it uh, end of March uh, so we immediately separated back now. About, so the affair has been going on for at least a year and a half, something like that. Year and a half. Okay. And uh, how long has the divorce been final? It's it's about to be finalized. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's <laughs> officially final now or about any day now. Mm-hmm. But she's already living with the other guy. Yes, she is. Okay. If indeed I'm right, and of course, again, Martin, I'm guessing – Okay, but if indeed I'm right, uh, at some point this fantasy is going to pop. It's going to be a bubble that just gets bigger and bigger, and then it explodes on itself. Because reality is very seldom like the fantasy that you anticipate or expect. Now, the fact that they've only been into this relationship for a year and a half means that it's still in that very emotional part 
where that they tend not to look at reality where they tend not to see what's really going on because, because it's so emotional and so, um, well, I'm not going to get into all that, but if I'm guessing correctly at some point, and, and it could be anywhere from tomorrow to a year from tomorrow or forgive me, but even two years from tomorrow, that at some point when, when finally this emotional intensity begins to subside, and it will, it always does, that when this emotional intensity begins to subside and, and she has to face the stark reality of fantasy and reality are not the same, what I dreamed about and thought was going to occur and what I have is not the same, then that relationship in all likelihood is going to fall apart. Now, your decision would be, do I wait for that to happen? No. Again, Dr. Beam is not guaranteeing that's going to happen. He's saying based on his experience and your description, he's pretty sure it's going to happen, but I don't know for sure. Okay. And so your decision becomes, do I wait for that to happen? And when that falls apart, see if I can put my relationship back together. Or since the fact that she's divorced me and she's living with him, do I just go ahead and pull the plug on this and go on with my life? And no one can make that decision, but you. But if I were a gambling man, which I'm not, but if I were, I would place money on the fact that, that this is going to blow up on her. That's what I would think is going to happen. Okay. What do you, what do you think, Kimberly? You agree or disagree? I agree with the limerence expert. <laughs> <laughs> is that allegedly me? <laughs> that is you. It's not even allegedly. You were the person talking about limerence. I mean, other than the researchers, you are definitely an authority on on the subject. Um, and you've been talking about it for many, many, many years. And it's becoming more popular now. And I believe part of it is because of us. Um, but there's other people out there who don't really know what they're talking about. But I, I mean, I, I agree with you. But no matter what's happening with her, it doesn't change what Martin does. No. Well, it just, it just means that Martin has to make a decision. Does he decide to wait right. or does he just go ahead and move on? Right. But you are right. It doesn't change what Martin does because Martin, what we're recommending is that you work on your pies, that you physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually mm -hmm. work on yourself, become the best you can be. Whether Absolutely. she comes back or not, yep. it's still the yep. right thing to do for you. Mm -hmm. so, so have we helped you at all, my friend, or just confused the matter more? No, definitely. I, I, I kind of needed the, the <laughs> reassurance. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the same conclusion that you have come to, but uh, it's okay. always good to, to hear it from from someone with authority. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Martin. Uh, boy, I forgot to ask him to invite us to Sweden. <laughs> I mean, we today, yes, we need to do a, an international tour to Australia. Actually, I'm, uh, we will be talking about that soon. I have a plan I want to present to you about Australia. And then after yeah. that, <laughs> Jesse, our producer, is thinking he's going to Australia. but <laughs> That's not what we said. <laughs> That's just what he heard. This is a perfect example of how communication breaks down in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do have a uh, semi-plan about Australia I want to talk to you about. Uh, That's fun. We still have so much to do right here in the USA, mm -hmm. so much. But Kimberly has been an amazing leader for us, and she's putting together and continues to add more people. Yeah. And everybody she brings in fits our culture, fits our dreams, fits our goals, has the same commitment we do to helping. And and so as we now are just accumulating more and more people, there's 30 or 40 of us now in one capacity or another. Mm -hmm. And and. Uh, just four years ago, there was three of us. And so this to happen, I should take that back. There were many, many of us. And then I went to try a new way and started with just three trying it a new way. So it's not like all this is new. We've been doing this for over 20 years and uh -huh. had many, many people involved. And so I think I'm misled by making that statement about four years ago, there were just three. And the new way we decided to do it a few years yeah. ago, there were just three when I switched over to that. Yeah. But we want to come to Sweden. We really do. Yeah. We want to go to Australia. We want to go to India. We want to go to India. We want to yeah. go to all the places we can to help people. Really and by the way, if you ever want to help us do that, you call and ask for Kimberly. I say, I'm a person that can help you get to Australia or Sweden or India, wherever it may be. And mm -hmm. if you really can, if you're not just somebody who's dreaming, mm -hmm. but somebody who can actually help us do that, uh, mm -hmm. please call and ask for Kimberly. Okay. So we're going to move over here to Aaron in Missouri. Hi, Aaron. How may we help you, my friend? 
I didn't do the right button again. Nope. Aaron, uh, we're coming. Okay. Aaron, can you hear okay. us now? I'm sorry, I pressed the yes. wrong button. Okay. Yes. How may we help you, my friend? Hi. So I believe my wife is well, she is having an affair and she's in limerence some and she's asked for a divorce. Um, I personally don't believe in divorce. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but um mm-hmm. I don't want to do it and you know, she I'm trying the smart contact and working on the pies and you know, all the seems like all the leading experts say to do that, but is there something I can do to make it end quicker or I just need to be patient? To make what end I'm quicker? Her, her women to the affair. I, I just, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my wife. Like she's my best friend. I love her more than anything. How long have you known about it? Um, well, I think longer than I wanted to admit. She, uh, she works with the the guy. Um, they work closer together. Um, in fact, they worked together last night. But um, I guess she asked. Um, we. I separated um, May 18th is when I separated, but I think, you know, she's been having this feeling towards them for several months before that. You know, it started as an emotional affair, and now it's called a physical or Did you just recently recently find out about her wanting a divorce? Was there something you recently found out about? Um, No, I mean, I know that she blamed several things that I did. Um, you know, I had some, we have a one-year-old daughter and, you know, we both didn't want kids originally and it took me some time to adjust to wanting her. So she blamed it on that. She mm-hmm. slowly fell out of love, but she never said anything until she started working and met this guy. Um, so I don't know if that's just an excuse and she didn't want to work on the problem. I mean, I love my daughter to death and I'm, you know, glad we kept her and everything, but, you know, I don't know if she just really doesn't love me and she just moved on or if she's just in limerence. Yeah. It's a hard, I mean, that's a, what you're going through is very hard and our heart definitely goes out for you. I was asking if there was something recent because when you first started the conversation, you sounded um, anxious. And I know that in the, anyone in your situation would be anxious, but I was wondering if there was something that precipitated your call that you that was leading leading to that. Um, well, but I know I mean, last with, night when she, it comes. Mm-hmm. Oh, last night she just said we needed to talk in the next few days, and I was just worried that she gotcha. wanted to finally talk about filing for the divorce. Which I don't want to. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Aaron, uh, our heart goes out to you. Now let me answer answer the first question you asked. By the way, uh, what is that noise, that squealing noise? Any idea what that is? That, that's my one-year-old daughter. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, I'm pretty sure that's his kid. I'm, so, I'm so, used so to So asking sound. you to oil that is not going to be the right <laughs> answer, right? Okay. Uh, one-year-old daughter, that's awesome. Congratulations. I have all daughters, and Thank daughters you. are wonderful. So congratulations. When you say you. The, the, first question I, the first question I heard was, is there anything I can do to make the glimmers end quicker? Mm-hmm. And And – there kind of is, but not really. Let me see if I can make that make sense. Whenever, whenever a person feels that someone is coming between her and the LO, the limit object, the person that she's involved with, it tends to intensify their connection because it's like the two of us against you or the two of us against the world. And so when you come across, and I'm not saying that you have, I'm just saying when people begin to fight viciously for their marriage, and, and the spouse begins to see them now, not just as the mate I'm leaving, but my enemy because you're trying to keep me from doing this, then that actually can intensify the limits, at least for a period of time. Okay. And so by being calm and, and by being understanding, not accepting, you don't accept everything she does because the things that she's doing, okay. So I'm not saying you accept things that are wrong or things that are destroying the marriage. You don't accept that. But being very understanding, accepting her as a human being, accepting her as a person, accepting what she feels, even if you don't like what she feels, that's all very powerful. It's because that comes across as understanding. And so while it's not technically a way to make limerence end faster, if you take that approach, at least you're not making it go longer. It. I'm not sure I'm communicating at all. What are you hearing me say, my friend? Um, well, it sounds like you're saying basically don't, you know, tell her it's bad. You know, I guess use a spark, just be a safe space for her to open up to and not feel threatened, I right. guess. 
Mm-hmm. And that can shorten deliverance. Now, in the sense that it, at least it's not making it longer, which will happen if you do just the opposite to that. You love this woman. You want her to be with you, right? Now, if she yes. wants to talk about divorce, if she wants to talk about divorce, have you talked to any of our client representatives here at all? Um, I think I just – about a week ago, um, and he said he was going to call me back in about a week with some okay. – you know, I was doing. he gave me a bunch of free um, – some of the help you guys provide. Good. You just don't have to remember who that was because we have several guys and gals is working it, with us. Is it Chris? Does that sound familiar? Mm-mm. I, no, I didn't hear that name. Mark, so maybe? I, Mark, Mark, Chris. There is that, Mark. Okay. Mark. 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 Here's what I'm recommending. Talk to Mark about this, and and uh, he can help you think it through. But if indeed she does come to you and say, I want this divorce. Okay. The fact, do you have any other children besides this one-year-old? No, that's our only child right now. Only child. Child okay, you part of it. Okay, I got you. If she says, I want a divorce, this is the kind of time when you can actually have a little bit of leverage. And and I don't mean to manipulate or control. We're never for manipulation or control. We're just not. Let's just say a better position of influence. Let me say it that way. To get her to actually come to the workshop with you, even if she's emotionally involved with somebody else, even if she wants out of the marriage. When they ask for the divorce, it actually puts you in a position where you have a little stronger influence to be able to say, okay, well, there's something I'm asking of you as well. Now, Mark can explain that to you much more in detail than I can here. But I ask if she does that, and I know you're dreading it and you don't want that to happen, and it's like, good grief, I feel like avoiding her because I think she's going to ask for the divorce. I don't want to hear that. It's going to rip my heart out. It's going to tear me apart. I get all that. I do. I understand it. But if she does... And I hope she doesn't. But if she does, that's the time that you already have talked to Mark, already have thought it through. And you can say to her, I understand what you want. And I'm I'm not going to try to be your enemy here. But there's something I need to ask of you because we're going to do some give and take here. And Mark can guide you through how to do that without being manipulative, without being controlling. And if you can get her to come to the workshop with you. Now, I'm not claiming we have 100% success because we do not. But if you can get her to come to the workshop with you, we've got a good shot of being able to help you fix this, particularly because you have a woman. Uh, we help other people who don't even have children, so don't think that's the only thing. But it does help us a little bit in what we do. And so if if you have any confidence in us at all and think that we can help, then if she does do that, rather than panic, have already talked to Mark, thought it through, and know how you're going to respond. Would, am I making make any sense out of this, Kimberly? You are. The only thing I would add for Erin is this, though. You don't know what she wants to talk about. And so right now you are afraid yeah. of something that is unknown. Now, you should prepare everything that Joe just said. You should prepare. You, you, either she has said it. I can't remember the, the specifics of it. But whether she's talked about wanting a divorce in the future or not, it's still good to be prepare, prepared. But if you allow that to eat at every single thought that you have. It's going to make you a nervous wreck. You're, you're not going to be the person that you need to be for your daughter or the person that she needs, your wife needs to see you as at this point. And so getting you to a place where you can calm down some is, is really beneficial here. Um, it's hard to do, but your biggest enemy right now is your mind and mm-hmm. your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage you, even if she's going to ask for a divorce and that's what the conversation's about, you can turn that biggest obstacle into the biggest opportunity for you. It's not the end of the world. When someone asks for a divorce, it's not the end of the world. In our line of work with the people we work with, that's a daily occurrence. It doesn't scare us at all. There's still hope for your marriage and for your situation. Asking for a divorce is just a word. Our heart is with okay, you, my friend, you. and heart is also with that little uh, one-year-old that mm-hmm. you've got there. And so we're going to go to Kenneth in Georgia. Hi, Kenneth. How are you today? Hello. I'm fine. How are Hello. you? Rocking and bopping. How may we help you, my friend? Uh, well, I'm just trying to figure out uh, the best way to handle my situation, which, you know, I've just recently started watching the videos and that today. Uh, but I've been separated from my wife. I mean, I don't know if you'd call it separated or not. I actually, I'm staying at her parents' house. I've been working in Georgia for about eight months because mm-hmm. she lost her job. Uh, around Thanksgiving, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, and I had to take the job to keep, you know, all the bills paid and everything. And 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you live in Georgia. Where did you was, live? Well, actually, I still live at home. I mean, I'm I'm just going through some stuff right now. Uh, okay. I mean, she says she so, don't. She loves me, but she's not in love with me. Is what I'm hearing now. But yeah, uh, I'm staying. I'm staying with her parents okay. <laughs> in Georgia at their right. house. Mm-hmm. I'm working here still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how how can but, we help you, my friend? What can we do for you? Uh, I'm just trying to figure out because I'm going home this weekend. I have my 13 year old daughter up here with me for this. This I've had her for almost 10 days, but I'm taking her back mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday mm-hmm. for the Fourth of July weekend. Gotcha. Uh, and I know that uh, before I've always been getting upset because this has only been a month now. Uh, I've done some stupid stuff like break in emails and check Facebook and you know mm-hmm. look through Google search. You know I've done every possible bad thing I could probably do. Uh, but right now I'm just trying to figure out how, how do I control my, I guess trying to figure out how to control my emotions to be the man that she wanted me to be, you know, uh, I'm going to therapy, uh, you know, she said yeah. I was a narcissist, a compulsive liar, and, yeah. you know, she hadn't been yeah, happy for word, 18 uh, years, so. Yeah, we hear that word narcissist every day, uh, <laughs> Oh a very God. small percentage of the oh it's it's it makes <laughs> us sick. <laughs> it makes us sick yeah. because the, the the percentage of people who are narcissists is extremely small, but it's a way that people yeah. attack people, et cetera. Now Kimberly's master's yeah. degree is in psychology. My PhD is in marital satisfaction, sexual satisfaction. So Kimberly, let's talk some psychology here. He's saying, Okay, so how do I control my emotions? Because I'm assuming what you mean by that, uh, Kenneth, is that sometimes you push too hard or maybe sometimes you manifest anger or sometimes you just find yourself knotted up. Is that what you mean when you say control your emotions? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, even at work, I mean, like I said, this is pretty fresh in mind now, you know. Yeah. And I got told this over a telephone conversation instead of waiting for me to get home to discuss it. And you took my kids to Chick-fil-A and you told them we was going to be separated. No, oh, man. You know, I felt like... You know, you sucker punched. You know, yeah. Her, I said, yeah. I said, is there somebody else? She's like, no, I don't need a man to, you know, to provide for me or whatever. But, yeah. You know, and then my searches, I found, uh, you know, what does a Marine, uh, what you call it, make, you know, and then there's our Army base in, you know, LA. And I'm going, you know, and she's Googling the phrases of what's BBY stand for, which means baby and shaking my head and all this other stuff. But, I've just been picking up on other things. Is I've, I've, this is my second marriage. My first marriage ended in, in divorce because my wife had a affair okay. with my brother. <laughs> so what, oh, I'm but so anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm but just, what I'm hearing I'm you just, say yeah, is I'm you just, you kind of <laughs> gone a little bit uh, a little bit out of control here, my friend. I mean, if you're checking all these oh, things, you're you're worrying, yeah. you're picturing mm-hmm. bad things, and you're even to the point of um, uh, yes. somewhat imagining things, right? Yes. Like yes. could it be yes. this? Could it be that? Sleep, I only Let's sleep have a psychologist. Yeah, let's have a psychologist speak to this. I'm not a psychologist. Okay. Well, you have a master's degree in psychology. I'm a master. He's a master <laughs> of psychology. Okay. Um, no, I, I mean, what you're doing is catastrophizing. So you're taking the yes, the worst possible scenarios of the situations that you're experiencing yes. and putting them together. Um, yes, I don't know which way that you're thinking I'm going to go. With. Well, what I'm saying is this. We understand why. I mean, yeah. the fact that your first wife got involved with your brother. I mean, that's a Good, great. That's terrible. And now the yeah. fact that your wife's yeah. saying, you know, you're a narcissist, which means she's attacking you. Yeah. She's doing things yeah. that you feel are very unfair, like taking the kids to Chick-fil-A and yeah. telling them. Right. I mean, I don't blame you for being upset. I don't blame you for like, yeah. good, creep, what's she going to do next? What's happening? The world's kicking yeah. me in the... Uh, yeah, and almost then, uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> yeah. Almost Friday. in a bad Friday. word there. <laughs> On and his Friday, question is, okay, three, what am I going to do? And you tell people out of our joint you, account. You've got to it, quit. So. Got to is wrong. Thing. Try to yeah. quit catastrophizing. Catastrophizing. And then yes. how do you get control of your own emotions and calm down so you can do the right thing? Well, it, yeah. it, it, you're not, it's not going to happen overnight is number one. No, but even, so what's really helped me is mindfulness and in a little bit of a different way than you normally hear about it. So a lot of times when you hear people talk about mindfulness, you think more of the meditation, sitting cross-legged on the floor and chanting. And that's not at all what I'm talking about. But when in these kinds of situations, when you're learning to control your reactions, control your emotions, the best thing just 
behaviorally that you could first do is step away from what's making you angry or from the situation or from the environment and focus on your breath. I mean, deep breathing um, and just allowing yourself to physically calm down and then getting to the point where where you can pause intern externally and internally before you make any kind of reaction back to so you pause and you start to consider what is it that I'm what is it if I respond the way that I want to respond right now how is it actually going to benefit my situation is it going am I just going to get a bunch of stuff off my chest that I'm going to either regret later or that's going to make the situation worse or can I respond in a way that's actually going to Make the situation. Right, so let's apply that then to what uh, he was just saying. Kenneth was saying, "Okay, I want to. I'm, I'm looking up this on the internet, looking up that on the internet, yeah. trying to understand this. So tell me how it applies to that, because that's obviously agitating him, and he's right. catastrophizing. So how does deep breathing and pausing yeah. help? There? So number one, you you close the computer. Okay. You walk away well, from it because you realize that what you're going to do <laughs> or what you're about to do is not going to accomplish anything no. other than to agitate you. Yeah, because yeah. You, it's all guesswork at this point. So step away, so you shut the computer, step away, go outside, go to a place that's different than the current environment that you're in. And then you, I mean, there's a couple ways you could do this. You start by just breathing, going outside and just taking a deep breath in, deep breath out, doing that for just doing that 10 times to start with until you can feel yourself starting to release a little bit, relax a little bit. And your mind start to clear. Maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to call a friend and have a completely different conversation that's going to take your mind off of it. Something that will stop your worry and your agitation and your catastrophizing in its tracks and instead replace it with something that's going to lead your mind to go somewhere else. Because at this point, you don't have anything to... Kenneth, you sound like a very practical man to me. Is that right? I mean, you're a logical, practical, get it done kind of guy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so the things that she's talked about, you know, might sound a little highbrow because of psychology, but she's dead on. And so I, here's, let me put it in just a slightly different context, but exactly what Kimberly was saying. Before you start doing something like start looking up things about, you know, what does this mean? What does that mean? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or why did she do that? Mm-hmm. Just think, okay, I'm a practical man. What's that going to accomplish for me? And if you realize it's just going to agitate me, then you're a sharp enough guy to go, then I'm going to do something else. Or, if I say this to her or that, et cetera, what's it going to accomplish? Well, it's not going to help anything. It's going to make it worse. If you think, yeah, use that she, logical. She, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, she she found out she found out that I tried to get in her Instagram account, which it failed. Yeah. But anyway, she sent a text and she said something about, I can't believe you're uh, yeah. hacking into my accounts. And uh, so I didn't yeah, answer like, that text. So I just went ahead. I went ahead and called her, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "Well, because I wanted to see. You. I wanted to know." And she said, yeah. well, all you got to do is ask me and I'll show you. So I'm like, okay. But we strongly recommend, we strongly recommend no more hacking. Okay. No more hacking. No more trying to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on just cause you're, you're a sharp guy. I mean, I, I can just, I, you're the kind of guy I bet you if you were, we were buddies yeah. and I said, do this for me, you would, you would figure out how to do it and make it work. Well, Here's the same thing to do here. Figure out, make it work. And I always ask you how she can react. I'm not going to feel. If it's not going to be good, then don't do that. I'll figure out something instead. My heart's with you, young man. I hope that you figure out how to do it. Our time is up. Kimberly, how would you like to end today? Remind people they can join that new Facebook group. Yeah, July is for pies. So if you missed the beginning of the show, then stay on on the call for just a couple more seconds. Um, July is for pies. You've heard us talk about through this program, you need to work on yourself and become the best you can be physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. We at Marriage Helper call that the pies. And so we have dedicated this month to helping you do that, helping you set a goal and encouraging you in order to do that. And so on Facebook, it's a free group that you can join. It's called hashtag July is for pies, all one word. You can find it, you can join it and, um, and, and we'll approve you. And what basically what you're going to, what's going to happen in that group is it's going to be for a month. And we're going to encourage you to set a goal for your pies for the next 30 days. It can be whatever you want. My goal for the next 30 days is I'm doing a whole 30 with my husband. So there's some people in the group who are doing that. There's some people who are doing stuff way different. And that's totally fine. And I'm, we're going to have a different um, theme each week. So week one is physical. We're going to be talking all about physical attraction. I'm going to be sharing some tips and resources and things like that to okay. help you with that. 
Next week is intellectual. The third week is emotional. And the fourth week is spiritual. Okay. And they go to Facebook and put hashtag. July is for pie. There's, There's, a, link to it in the There's a link to it in the Facebook thing. Also, people have been asking, okay, <laughs> when are you going to open up enrollment again for that online course, that Save My Marriage course, which is for the one spouse who wants to save the marriage when the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that enrollment will open up when? A couple of weeks. Okay, a couple of weeks away in enrollment to that, so look forward to that, and we'll let you know on this program. Thank you for being with us today, and we hope yes. everything goes well for you. Be sure to find our videos on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash marriage helper and subscribe there. We're releasing new videos every single week, and then uh, this past week, the video that was released was how to get your husband to stop watching porn. It's a great video, if I do say so myself. Um, I'm assuming that means you did that video. Is that correct? <laughs> You didn't, so I did. <laughs> I would be the other one. I was not here. Okay. You weren't here. Uh, but we're we're releasing new ones every single week, and and so be sure to go and subscribe so that you get notified when we release our newest content. And if you are interested in one of our marriage helper workshops, we have one this weekend. It's almost full, but we do have one this weekend. Um, a lot of people are taking advantage of. They're able to get off and travel easier because it's a mm-hmm. holiday weekend. And we start a new one every other Friday. Start a new one every other Friday. We'll be here next Monday as well. Hope you have a great 4th of July. And we're here when you need us. Thank you.